everyone responds to our marketing messages differently. Some people want to work with the mom and pop. Some people want to work with the large corporation. Some people don't trust investors. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved, whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, Joshua Ingalls. Hi, Joshua. Hey, how's it going, Joe? Going well. Thank you for joining us. Joshua is joining us from Chicago, Illinois, where he is the president of Midwest Real Estate Solutions and the acquisitions manager for Olivia Homes LLC, which is based out of, obviously, Chicago, Illinois. And he specializes in flipping homes. He's also experienced in short sales, auctions, rental lending, seller financing, wholesaling, and internet marketing. He's done over 50 flips over the last four years and has been investing in real estate for over nine years. And he's also the founder of Redevelop University and is a coach for fortune builders. Non-real estate related fact, but very interesting, is that he used to know three languages and now he only knows one. (laughs) So he's been so focused on real estate that he's just completely forgotten how to talk to people in other countries. So with that being said, Joshua, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, definitely. Again, thanks for having me on, Joe. I'm, I'm really humbled and honored to, to be on your show. I've been listening and you just got a great format. So definitely excited to be on. Well, I got started in real estate uh, probably at the worst time that you could possibly get involved. Uh, I started buying a rental property in 06. So you know, that's uh, things were, were a little overpriced back then. And, uh, and I was buying rentals, not only flips. So uh, definitely still own some of those properties. Um, but the problem was when I was buying rental properties, obviously, once the crash happened, is that eventually the banks stopped lending. Um, so then I had to essentially get creative because I wasn't able to finance my uh, rental properties. So uh, eventually I got into flipping. And uh, interesting fact about that. I actually purchased uh, one of my first flip properties with uh, credit cards. So I uh, took the credit card. uh, You can get the 0% interest checks, deposit them into my bank account, and use that money then to uh, fund the purchase and the rehab. So, you know, there's uh, there's not a whole lot of investors. I know I'm sure there are a lot out there that do this, but uh, definitely interesting creative financing way to do it because I really didn't have the credibility yet to ask for private money from anyone and the banks weren't really lending at that time. So uh, since then, I've been really focusing on uh, flipping properties. Uh, I still purchase 
uh, rentals. So what we like to do is we take that active money that we we make from flipping, and then we'll reinvest that into uh, rentals. And uh, here in, in my market, it's a great market for buying rentals. You know, your purchase price is anywhere between 40 to 60. You're putting in 10 to 20 into them, and you're pulling out 14 to $1,600 a month in rent. So uh, really great area here for buying rentals. And um, what's what's pretty cool too is, you know, I, I've actually never purchased a property from a wholesaler. Um, everything that I buy is pretty much uh, is, is something that I source either through my marketing or through my relationships with with realtors. And, you know, we right now we're doing um, all of our you know, a lot of our jobs are over $100,000 budgets. I would say that's the normal now of what we're doing on construction. You know, a lot of the houses we're doing um, additions, second story uh, additions or additions on the back. And at any given point in time, we usually got about nine to 12 properties going on uh, under construction. So uh, you briefly mentioned it, but I love teaching and coaching uh, other investors in the area and then also um across the U.S. and Canada to, to help them reach their goals. So not only does it benefit uh, the student, but it benefits me because now I have to step up my game when I'm, when I'm coaching. So um, what I'm working on right now is I'm looking to set up a team of uh, hungry realtors. I recently got my real estate license. And what I really want to focus that on is how to actually make money. You know, when, when most agents become uh, when they're brand new, the the broker will bring them in and they'll say, all right, write, write a list down of all your friends and family. And I want you to reach out to them about being their agent. And, you know, honestly, I think that's probably the worst way you can, uh, that, that you're going to get business because most people know that, hey, you just became a realtor. So we're going to be focusing uh, in-house, uh, setting up a team to actually get people from A to Z how to generate leads, how to get listings, and how to get deals. So I'm, I'm creating a agent-investor hybrid here locally in my market. So pretty excited about that. You gave a lot of info that we can talk about. This is going to be great. The first thing I want to ask you about is the, the first flip that you purchased with credit cards to fund the purchase and the rehab. Yeah. How much was the purchase and how much was the rehab? I'll have to look back at my notes, but I think it was around 75000 somewhere around there, 77000 if I remember correctly. And the rehab was around 40 thousand. So I used my credit cards and my brother used his credit cards. So, uh, you know, at, at the time I was working a J-O-B, so uh, I had great credit. And um, but again, the banks weren't lending. So but but the credit cards were still um, out there promoting all the 0%. So we specifically opened up certain credit card accounts. Uh, when you open a new account, usually they give you 0% checks. So we were able to do that. We were even able to pay ourselves through like PayPal and that sort of thing if they didn't give you a check, but they still gave you that 0% introductory rate. How were you paying yourself through PayPal if they didn't give you the check? Well, then you could just, so for example, I could pay from myself to my brother or vice versa. And then you receive the cash in PayPal, and yep. then you're able to do whatever you want with it, like invest. 
Absolutely. How many credit cards? I know it was a while ago, but how many credit cards for? I mean, that's seventy-five plus forty. Quick math: seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, one, one, five. One hundred and fifteen thousand dollars worth of credit cards. Uh, that's that's a that's a, a darn good line of credit. Yep. So, how many credit cards were spread out between that hundred and fifteen? I would probably say somewhere around fifteen cards, somewhere around there. And obviously, when you first get those and you, you're maxing out your cards, kind of the top limit, what happens is actually your credit gets, uh, it goes down quite a bit because your debt to, to income ratio or your debt to uh, limit goes, uh, is, is skyrockets. But once you pay those off, what's great about that is that your credit shoots way up. And then the then you get more opportunities and your credit keeps getting better and better when you do those. So when you have a lot of debt and then you pay it off, that really, really, uh, it's interesting because a lot of my lenders who, who may not have money, but they have great credit. I've even have lenders today who use credit cards to invest. So they're leveraging, you know, a 0% credit card and they're relending it out, you know, at 10 to 12%. So they're making money on money that they really don't have. So I still use that strategy today. Let's talk about your market because you mentioned your numbers really quickly and I was writing them down as fast as I could, but I, I didn't quite get all of them. Here's what I got. The properties that you're purchasing right now are forty to 60000 No, no. Yeah, that, that, that was just that first you know, flip deal. Uh, typical here, I would say between one hundred to two fifty dollars is, is my purchase price on the flips. Got it. Yeah, because I was wondering. I was like, "You're in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Where are these properties?" <laughs> okay, so 100 to 250 on average. How much do you put into it? Uh, I'd say anywhere between 100 to if we're doing an addition all the way up to like 230 uh, in rehab. And what are you doing? Are you keeping them or are you flipping those? And then you're those. I'm flipping the rentals is where I'm buying between 40 to 60. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So that's a different market of Chicago that I do that in. But that's because the you know your the price in and and your rental uh, out is just astronomical. So those are the numbers that I was quoting before. So forty to sixty for the buy and hold rental, you put in about ten thousand, right? Yep. And what are they renting for? Between fourteen hundred dollars to sixteen hundred dollars a month in rent. Where in Chicago are they? It's in Southside. So the Southside, Chicago has the largest Section 8 voucher program in the United States. So subsequently, uh, rents here are very high, but it doesn't correlate with the purchase price of these properties for some reason. So I specifically focus on all brick houses, three bedrooms, two baths, uh, a garage. If it doesn't have a garage, it needs to have the ability to have a garage. Um, a basement. What's nice now, uh, you know, when you when you buy properties with that uh, criteria, your renters move in and they never move out. So I focus on the single family home versus a multi unit where you have the turnover. You know, my tenants move in and there's no reason that they'll ever leave. I actually set my rent a little bit low, so if they ever left to you know go somewhere, they'd pay more and they'd get less amenities. Are they Section Eight tenants? Some of them are, and then some of them are market. What are pros and cons of Section 8? Well, Section 8 is great um, in the fact that it's guaranteed. I mean, even if the tenant missed their portion of the rent, usually it's very small, you know, maybe 100 to $200. So you still have everything covered, but it's guaranteed. I mean, that's that's the biggest benefit. 
the Section 8 program here in Chicago, there's such a long waiting list. Um, I've heard, you know, I don't know how true this is, but I've heard of situations where people will literally sign up their children <laughs> to be on the Section 8 waiting on the program because it's such a long program. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what that means is nobody wants to lose their Section 8 voucher because that's that's completely that's life changing for them in a bad way. So that's where people don't want to screw that up. So it, you're not going to have, um, if somebody messes up your house under section eight, you know, they're, they're in uh, risk of losing that, which nobody wants that to happen. And the cons, the cons, I would say, uh, you know, you have your annual inspections. Uh, I don't look at that so much as a con though. Um, because actually it's, it's helping you maintain your property and keep it in good working, uh, order. So it doesn't deteriorate. You know, I, I'm not a slumlord. I like my properties to be very nice. So it actually helps me maintain the properties and and actually kind of catch things, um, before they become real issues. So, I mean, it's a con in a way, a lot of people look at it as a negative, but I also look at it as a positive. That's about it. Joshua, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say use your own unique marketing. You know, don't use boilerplate templates. If you can buy a list, print the letters and mail them from the same websites, it's not going to be that effective. I I feel like handwritten yellow letters worked like five years ago, but now the market's been flooded with them. Uh, You know, when I've done yellow letters, people get really upset. They're like, you've sent me a hundred yellow letters. Stop sending me letters. So here in Chicago, it's a competitive market. So you've got people that simply do the the boilerplate stuff. And so you got to stand out. So I like sending unique letters and I send it uh, letters where it looks like I'm three different people. So I use a very personalized letter. It comes from uh, my brother and his wife, very personalized. It's, it's about how can we help you? Um, you know, we're interested in buying a home and school district, you know, yada, yada, yada. Very personalized. We're doing the letter, um, you know, like we'll use pink paper. We'll maybe use a stationery with like pictures of like kittens or dogs or horses. Uh, But nobody else uses these letters. It's unique to me. And so when somebody gets my letter versus a yellow letter, they know that actually mine, somebody spent the time to actually do that letter. And then at the same time, I'm sending them a letter that looks like we're a, a large corporation. So, you know, this message is more, uh, you know, we have the downtown Chicago address on that letter. Uh, You know, we buy houses cash. We have, you know, buying power. Uh, I like doing a a check letter. So uh, I don't know if you ever received checks in the mail with a check envelope. So we'll actually, people will get a check for the amount of what we would offer them on their home. And then lastly, we'll send a letter. Uh, I have relationships with realtors. So I'll send a letter from a realtor saying they have a client that wants to buy their house. So everyone responds to our marketing messages differently. Some people want to work with the mom and pop. Some people want to work with the large corporation. Some people don't trust investors and they want to work with realtors. So in essence, all roads lead to Rome and I catch people no matter what message or person that they respond to. So, and I do that, this, I do the same thing with my, you know, my websites, my squeeze pages, my bandit signs. Um, 
it makes it look like it's different people doing it, but yet, uh, so I'll, sometimes people call my marketing and they're trying to play offers off of my own company, which, <laughs> which, which is pretty awesome. So obviously the follow-up question is what's more effective kittens, dogs, or horses? <laughs> uh, I think horse, you know, People are either diehard dogs or cats. The so horses, I think, is that uh, <laughs> happy medium where people aren't as uh, <laughs> uh, that they don't like dogs or cats. So I think horses is the answer to that. <laughs> Everyone loves horses. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, absolutely. First, a quick word from our best ever sponsors crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. You've heard him on the best ever show episode 209. His name's Craig Capola and he's got a book you must read. The Art of Commercial Real Estate Leasing is what it's called and it tells you 19 things to look for in a lease. Go to amazon.com right now and buy The Art of Commercial Real Estate Leasing. All right, Joshua, best ever book. Churches, Jails, and Gold Mines. Uh, this is a book that goes into how to liquidate massive amounts of property through the auction process all over the country for any property type and properties that are hard to evaluate. Really great book. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learn from it. Tony Robbins Unleashed the Power Within event. It just allowed me to push through barriers, change my mindset completely. Uh, really got rid of excuses completely. You can do anything you put your mind to. You've got Tony Robbins coming up in Chicago this summer too. Yeah, I'm going to be there for that for sure. Best ever success habit you practice? Definitely speed of implementation. If I learn about something I like, I'm implementing it that day, that night. Uh, I'm, I'm a person that I hear something I like, I implement it immediately and I figure out a way to make it work. Best ever deal you've done? Uh, it's not necessarily the most money I've made in a property, although it was close to six figures, but uh, it was one of the most creative deals I've done. And I was actually able to, to actually save somebody's life with this deal. Uh, a lady contacted me out of a, a phone book. She had a house that was uh, in distress and she needed to fix everything wrong with the house before um, well, well, realtors came to the house and they told her she needed to fix everything wrong with it. So she didn't have the resources to do that. And when I came, unfortunately, I had a lot of projects going on that on at that time. So I didn't have a lot of extra capital to purchase the property since it was a higher end home. Uh, but at that time, she told me and my brother that she was literally on the verge of ending her life uh, because she was trapped by the house and didn't have any other options. So I really had to get creative to make this deal work. So I took the property subject to her existing financing which means I, I purchased the house for essentially $0. And then what I did is she needed a place to, to move, so I purchased her a condo, uh, fully renovated it, and gave it to her free and clear. Um, and it was in the same town that she lived in, and uh, it, was, it was even on the golf course. So just a really great uh, deal that, um, you know, those are deals where I know I'm making a difference, which is what I love. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Uh, I'm writing a book right now that I'm really excited about. It's uh, I'm going to cover a lot of ground with you know a lot of the meat and potatoes of real estate investing. So the book is going to cover 
you know, all the acquisition strategies I use to, you know, joint venture partnerships to private money lending, short sales, property management, project management, and each chapter is going to have actual case studies. So I, I, I feel like I'm really going to give away the farm on this thing and give out some of my, you know, my best secrets, but I think it's going to be really powerful. I feel it's going to be able to change some people's lives. So I'm pretty excited about it. Best ever way you like to give back. I really like giving back by helping others become successful uh, because what that does, it really creates a ripple effect and then allows them to give back. So it begins to spread like wildfire and uh, really multiplies your efforts. Best ever quote. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that's by uh, Henry Ford. And lastly, what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? I talk about speed of implementation. uh, The problem was... I read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is a great book, but uh, when I was in, in, in college and I kind of thought I knew everything about real estate investing <laughs> after reading it, and um, it didn't really have the meat and potatoes that I needed to run a real estate business, so I, I learned a lot through the School of Hard Knocks, um, buying properties, kind of figuring it out as I went, and to date, you know, I've spent over $100,000 in my real estate education. You know, my regret is that I didn't spend that money sooner because it absolutely changed everything. What's the best ever place to reach you, Joshua? Uh, you can reach me at joshuainglis.com. That's J-O-S-H-U-A-I-N-G-L-I-S.com. You can call my toll-free number, which is 1-800-HOPE-DAY. That's H-O-P-E-D-A-Y. Or you can look me up on LinkedIn by searching for my name. Joshua, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking about how you got started with the credit cards and really laying it all out on the line because even though you had a full-time job, boy, if that first property, that first flip didn't pan out and that's that's a that's a hole that any you can dig dig out of and you will clearly because of your your psychology but it certainly is better if you don't have to dig out of it. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm glad that worked out. I'm, it's, it's really interesting to hear how people get started and you know how you use 15 different credit cards to total that up. And how also I, I love that you take the active money that you make from flipping and you invest it into rentals because anytime I meet a flipper, I always ask, what's your end game? Yeah. Because it's just, it's a means to an end, but what's your end? So what are you doing with the money that you're making? Because if you continue to leverage up, leverage up, leverage up, then it eventually becomes a house of cards. So it's, I, I love hearing um, that you're, you're investing the money into long-term holds. And then, you know, also, you know, your best ever advice, the marketing aspect, you got into some really good information here where you send unique letters where it looks like different people, but more relevant is that it's perceived and received by the individuals in different ways from the personal approach where it's how can I help you where it's written about we're interested in buying a home in a particular school district to using you know my favorite kittens dogs and horses (laughs) uh, where it's really playful 
to being serious where you have the corporation letter to my least favorite, the check letter. I always get pissed whenever I get a check from like a <laughs> fake check. I'm like, oh, I, I, I hate that. But it works. That's me personally. That's me personally. And then the realtor letter where you know, you've got a realtor saying they have a client who wants to buy your house. And I mean, just approaching it from all sorts of different angles and finding what resonates best and doing that um, and learning from that. So thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice. It was a wonderful conversation and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. Thank you.